Hello, hello, everybody. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to A Lot of Fidichos with Gilly and Marissa. Episode number three. We're super excited to be here. Can you believe it's our third episode? The time flies. Yeah, it really does. And we are back. We have a lot of fadichos. We have a lot to talk about. First of all, my shirt. Oh, yeah. We need to talk. Marissa is wearing a new M&M shirt. And if you're listening to this on Spotify, (laughs) go on ahead to our YouTube so you can see this beautiful shirt. Right. And there's a picture of M&M literally flipping off someone who's looking at this shirt. I felt so just inappropriate wearing this from the train station to Gilly's house. Like I got so many dirty looks from older people. I dirty started, looks for wearing yeah, an dirty M&M looks. shirt? Well, it's flipping. Look at Eminem's flipping everyone off. <laughs> <laughs> I felt like a degenerate wearing this shirt. And I'm just like, listen, I have to do it for the pod. I talked about Eminem like way too much in the last this episode. This is how we show our dedication. We love yeah. you guys so much. We are humiliating ourselves in public. You got to show the real Slim Shady. <laughs> are you going to seriously wear it? Do you ever No, think? no, no. This was more of a sleep shirt but <laughs> I just had to wear it to the podcast we did a poll on our Instagram and you guys wanted to see it so I wore it wait speaking of sleep shirts I just thought of something that I think this also relates nicely to our topic today which is culture shocks mm-hmm. of when we moved here right did you ever realize that in Israel they sell shirts in English that literally make no sense, no sense but to the yeah. point like I once saw someone walking down the street in a shirt that says sorry I'm on a date when do you wear that shirt when you're actually yeah. on a date I don't know. Or when you're not on a date? I saw a really lovely shirt today at the train that said, or it said, skills colon eating. (laughs) And I was just like, that's lovely. You know what? I like that. Yeah. (laughs) It's true. Okay. Um, Okay, wait. Fadiho, wait, I want to hear about the Dead Sea. Firstly, how did the mud search go? Dead Sea was great. Uh We had a really great time. Unfortunately, we were on a beach that had no natural mud. Ayal must have been ripped apart. Ayal was really frustrated and Ayal doesn't want to support the industry that of the mud of the mud because apparently they're not good for the dead sea yeah. i don't really know the logistics Bar of feels it the same way so we didn't buy mud Sad. and i was really considering going over to the couple next to us on the beach who had just bought the mud and just asked can for a have, little rub can you spare a little yeah, mud can you spare a little mud <laughs> but i didn't but it was so fun and it was a really nice time and i forgot how fun it is to be like a tourist in israel yeah, like, i've is. lived here for three years and i haven't like gone to the dead sea since i, I only moved went on here. birthright yeah me too that was the last time i was I there i want to go again it was so fun. We had the best time. But Amazing. unfortunately, no mud. So No mud. Sorry guys. to report, everybody. Fadichot. Fadichot a- of the week. Yeah. Okay. What's your fadicha? My fadicha of the week is that this week I had my annual gynecologist appointment, Rufina Shim. Woohoo. Wow. Wow. Super exciting. <laughs> and... <laughs> that Where to go from here, you know? Yeah, we're just going to have to go I have to, to say it. that, like, you are the queen of bringing up inappropriate or just like no a little unsavory fadichot like first it was snot and now I'm sure it's something related to the gynecologist okay, so I just have to preface I don't search for these gross things I just feel like they just happen they to just me come to they you. just come yeah. okay so I'm at the gynecologist right of course I brought my mom because I'm like afraid to go by myself mm-hmm. and he was really nice excellent doctor super professional and he's like okay we're gonna go ahead and just you're gonna lay down on the table and I'm gonna come back and we're gonna test you and I guess he forgot to clean the petroleum jelly off of the ultrasound wand that was near the bed yeah, okay uh-huh. petroleum jelly is like the grossest thing ever it's like vaseline and i kind of like tripped a little bit and the wand of the ultrasound of the person before me the petroleum jelly got all over my arm Ew. and it's my hair you had petroleum jelly in your hair not only petroleum jelly i had petroleum jelly of the f- pregnant woman who came in before me's ultrasound no, on my arm that's unsanitary the entire appointment i'm literally stiffing my arm so it doesn't touch anything else we get out of the appointment I look at my mom and I'm like taxi now we're not waiting for a bus I go home I wash my arm maybe 30 times with scorching hot water I was petrified you can't see me now if we're doing the audio version but my jaw is on the floor that sounds just like traumatizing it was really because it's already scary to go to the the gynecologist and And now petroleum jelly in your hair and not just petroleum jelly like the petroleum jelly of Of the woman before you yeah so that was a fadiha that happened to me this week okay my fadiha is not so um graphic (laughs) but um listen i don't answer my phone i hate answering my phone especially if it's a number i don't recognize because they speak only in hebrew and it's the same thing every single time it's um, like shalom and hi shmi blah 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 and i'm like anilo metaberity vrit hang up like we're oh, done immediate hang up. yeah okay. so but anyway and every time i get a package i put my boyfriend's number so they don't call me it's a genius thing that i've worked out very here smart take notes do you do everyone that? do you put al's number actually i don't i put my own number oh, that's a great idea take that though. tip from yeah. me yeah 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 anyway so unfortunately i got a package sent to my house had no idea what it was and they put my number on it so i had to deal with this 
package delivery guy and I avoided the phone call but then he kept calling so I finally answered the phone and he's like hi um this is all in Hebrew he's like hi I'm outside your house and I always give Bar's parents house because I live in an apartment and it's like very confusing and if we just give his house it's much easier and he says I'm outside there's no parking in Hania and I'm like first of all I tell him and I'm like oh shit we got a problem here we freaking go and I was like he's like there's no parking I was like how is it my problem like I'm not the delivery guy you've dealt with situations like this before yeah and I'm like can you put it next to the house and he goes and it's the first floor I'm like Rishon he's like ma I'm like Rishonit he's like ma I'm like Aleph he's like ma Ahad. You were just going Ma, for all Ahad. of I'm like, ones. dude, use your freaking brain. You know, what am I? Oh it's the first God. one. Context I, clues. Yeah, come on. Anyway, he ended up screaming at me. Mahat rotsa me meni. Oh my It was gosh. horrible. That was my fadiha. And speaking of the screaming, I feel like that's a good leeway into culture, culture shocks. shocks. <laughs> like literally screaming here. Okay, I have to say though, I think mm-hmm. the Israeli tone of voice is just naturally more passionate. So like, Very assertive. Very assertive. So even when my mom is like, can you pass me the salt? It just like to others may feel like she's screaming at me but yeah. she's not well we americans were raised with a little bit of cushion we like right. um comfort sandwiches i had to explain to bar what a comfort oh, positive sand- feedback yeah yeah you give positive feedback negative feedback positive feedback it ends in a happy note and you don't feel like you just got like insulted or anything i actually like as much as like israelis say americans are fake and everything and there is a lot to that yeah i really like when people are nice to me even if they're me fake too. like when i go to buy a coffee it's awesome when the girl's like hi how's yeah, your day it just makes me feel better yeah, yeah. and Why here it's like do what that? do you want they don't even look <laughs> at you when you go to get meat in the grocery store yeah there's just, no eye contact yeah yeah no eye contact just like yeah. what do you want or, like filing their nails <laughs> or something <laughs> Speaking about the supermarket, I was at the supermarket. Are we jumping in? Yeah, let's, this, jump in. let's jump in. Let's jump in. Culture shocks. Here we go. Culture shocks of moving from America to Israel. So I was at the supermarket last week. There was this really strong looking man in front of me. I'm standing in line. He's checking out. He was like buff. Okay. Uh-huh. And he bought like, you know, those like rotev chili matok, the sweet chili yeah, sauce. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He bought a bottle of them. And also one he, bottle. Yeah. But not like a big bottle. Like a, like Is a that medium. all he bought? No, no, no. It was like oh. one of his. <laughs> I was like, just, just like, need my just chili. My chili. <laughs> <laughs> so he's buying like, and like, you know, sometimes you're standing in the super and you're kind of judging what people bought in front yeah, of you. Yeah, like, yeah. oh, like you bought that, whatever. So he was buying really overall, really healthy things. Like a lot of veggies like rice whatever and then he bought this rotev chili matok and the cashier looks at him and she holds up the bottle and she goes are you sure you want to buy this there's a lot of sugar in this and he's looking at her and he's israeli and like he looks as if it looks as if he didn't even like it wasn't even a big deal he was like yeah it's okay it's fine i work out and I was like, oh my, can you imagine that? having, if that's you're insecure lawsuit. or that's anything. That's a lawsuit in the U.S. That's but like, here it happens. It's like yeah. everyone and their mother, the taxi driver, the supermarket cashier is telling you what to do with your life. Yeah. They like want to know a lot about you in the ti- little time frame that you get to see this person who you'll never see again in your life. Right. And then feel the need to give you advice on what you should eat or what you should wear right. or who you should marry. Yeah. <laughs> who you should marry. Yeah. Why aren't you too married yet? Yeah. The yeah. taxi driver. Yeah, right? You yeah, just yeah. met me three seconds ago. <laughs> <laughs> now that we're on the topic of the supermarket of food I have something I want to ask you because it was my first culture shock in Israel and I'm so curious what you think Mm. and we're also from different parts of the U.S. so maybe it differs I don't know but have you seen the milk in bags yes in Israel so weird it is the most bizarre thing I've ever seen it's milk in a plastic bag and they have chocolate milk yeah, in a plastic yeah, bag yeah choco too. yeah and you just and you then just you just open like, the bag yeah, you just and rip it, it with your tooth we and do then you not s- yeah bar used to do that every day when he was growing up get yeah, choco yeah. yeah milk in bags so weird they do it in canada i've looked this oh, up oh they do it's a canadian thing an israeli thing and someone told me why they do this but i don't remember why i think it's because of like cost analysis like it's cheaper or something i remember being a kid and visiting israel and like begging my mom as soon as we land can you get me shoko basakita i want to just slurp this plastic bag as weird for you because i grew up visiting visiting here her mom's israeli so yeah so i would visit here every year and i would love it but it is super weird oh well i came here and i saw it in bar's fridge and i was like what the hell (laughs) he's like he pranked me he was like yeah the milk only comes in bags here like i didn't know you can get carton milk and i was like what the hell is this country i just moved to this plastic bag milk (laughs) country country. i don't even drink milk i drink almond milk but i was like oh this is not good this is we should start a company that sells almond milk in plastic bags that's genius that's genius (laughs) and then it'd be in the shape of an almond no one steal my idea no one we're 
we're patenting it. We're watching you. Yeah. Something else food related, but not necessarily at the grocery store. And I have been waiting to talk to you about this. Okay. In the US, when you go out to dinner, there's condiments, right? Like on the table, ketchup, mustard. That's right. what we usually have here. It's ketchup and mayonnaise. Right. Right. I find it so They weird. don't really put mustard on things You have here. to ask for mustard. Hardel. Yeah, you're right. Uh-huh. And also, I love how you memorize that. <laughs> yeah, because I, 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 like, I love mustard. That's the one Hebrew word I will I love end. mustard and I'm pissed that they replaced it with mayo. It's funny that you said that because I realized when I moved here quickly that in America when I or- would order sushi, it came with just soy sauce and spicy ginger and wasabi. And here, they give you teriyaki and spicy mayo. mayo. Yeah, and they I really like. That. I eat, hate mayonnaise. I love it here. I I know you like mayonnaise, right? Love mayo. Yeah, so it's probably good for you that they replace Hardell with with mayo, but I hate it. I hate it. For people that hate mayo, it's a hard country to live in. Oh, yeah. It's hard. It's hard for me. (laughs) (laughs) One more thing before we dive deeper into food. Let's talk about the grocery store again. Um, How come Osum owns everything in Israel? Oh, literally everything. Osum is the only brand. brand. It's one brand. It's Osum. And if you want candy, it's elite and nothing else. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah, it's ridiculous. They have like this monopoly over every single grocery yeah, item. Yeah, I don't know who owns Osem, but they're or who their marketing person is at their company. But good job, <laughs> yeah, you are amazing. You're killing You've it. You've taken the country by storm. <laughs> I want to talk about something. Yes. I don't know how it is with Ayal's family because Ayal is classit um, veparsit, as I like to say. He's Persian, <laughs> and Bar is Moroccan. But Moroccan families, it's very known that they pressure you to eat mm. food if you come to a Moroccan family's house you are leaving with like a pregnant a seventh month pregnant belly food coma yeah and if you don't if you refuse the food they are gonna cry like they'll be so insulted pressure you yeah they'll they'll be insulted pressure you and be upset and like the first time i was meeting bar's family i had just gotten off a 15 hour flight i hate eating after flying it's the most disgusting thing Mm -hmm. to me i feel nauseous after flying i had to eat this huge lasagna oh my sweet potato pasta it was the first time i'm meeting bar's family so of course his mom i had of course i had to eat of course she just cooked for you all day yeah i felt so gross great food but afterwards i just wanted to disappear appear I was like you know what's funny like I even realized that even if I do eat a lot I'm like this is not with Al's family but like other gatherings I've been to they're like you barely ate you barely ate and I'm like I just had like two platefuls yeah, yeah, yeah. and the only way I've learned that you have to like stand up for yourself there's one thing you can say you can't say like what's the word for I'm, I'm full, full. I need Savea or something Sve- Sve- yeah but yeah. you can't say that you have to say I need my food sets it which means I'm literally exploding with oh food. so that word kind of means like they'll I'm stop physically exploding no more food yeah yeah, yeah. then then you're fine but take yeah. note everyone before your next I need my food sets it say it with me I need, I need my, my food, food that's it. <laughs> One more time. Here we go. I, I need, need my food That's it. <laughs> I also realized something about food here. Uh-huh. There was something that happened to me when I first made Aliyah that I realized really fast that the names of like very culturally Jewish foods that I grew up with, a lot of They're times, changed. yeah, like a lot of times the Israelis didn't know that names. I remember like just moving here and I was really in the mood for a chocolate babka. In America, like you hear the word babka, you're like, that's a Jewish cake. Like yeah, it's a Jewish yeah, yeah. chocolate yeast cake. Yeah. I go to the shuk and I, this guy was selling cakes and I said, oh, what type of babkas do you have? And he looked <laughs> at me like I was an alien. He's yeah. like, Mazda babka yeah 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 well this happens a lot it happens a lot because we ashkenazi american girls jewish girls we have a lot of yiddish sayings right and like i grew up with a bunch of yiddish sayings so my grandma was booby i don't know what your grandma was they don't know what booby is here right booby zadie yes i didn't have a zadie but i had a booby and they don't know what booby means right and it doesn't translate so much to the culture like it's obviously a different language but yeah yeah yeah. it's savta and saba right they're like what the heck is booby <laughs> actually now i think about it saba and safta is really the only things you call your grandparents it's, oh, right? i asked my boyfriend about this he's like i wouldn't call them anything else it's Softer. just that yeah yeah like, in america oh my gosh you have so many options well you know what actually bar's grandma is french and he calls her meme ah i've so heard that it's something okay. yeah but in america nana mima mimi mima, nanny poppy my grandma's nanny mima. yeah mima mima i was like imagine like a southern woman like Everyone mima i love my mima though <laughs> I, I call my grandfather poppy oh really yeah i called my papa and you know what sometimes when i say poppy it kind of reminds me of like in spanish you're like oh poppy i think of a poppy flower oh yeah oh, like poppy, a yeah. Hey, poppy. Hey, poppy. and it's like my grandfather hey, poppy. it's your granddaughter <laughs> okay well just completely on another right, topic Gilly. i want to talk about the differences in food names i actually wrote this down because i will never be able to memorize this amazing let's okay go. so 
How come in Israel, French fries are chips, chips are tapu chips. Oh my gosh. Nachos are chips. <laughs> Wait, nachos are chips. Nachos are chi- chips. A grilled cheese is toast. Toast <laughs> is just bread. And a fan is a hairdryer. Tell me that. Tell oh me that. my gosh. Tell me, tell I me never where these thought words. of it. it it's the one that bothers me the most uh-huh. is nachos. Yeah, nachos. Nachos, for our American friends in Israel, they put chips on a plate and say, here's your nachos. Yeah, and if you go to the supermarket and you want to buy just like regular chips, on the bag it says nachos. nachos. It's tortilla chips. They have taken nachos, the term, and that's what they call tortilla chips. It's the weirdest thing. I, it, ah. It's annoying. It's so confusing. I it's feel like false I have to advertising. Go to, it is false advertising. And I feel like I have to go to the supermarket with a freaking notebook a guideline. Picture. I want this. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I oh know. Oh, my god. It's horrible. That's I mean, the so chips, funny. French fries thing, it, that's an English okay, thing. Yeah. I understand it. Whatever. We're right. the weirdos. The Americans are the weirdos since yeah. we call them French fries. But fan hairdryer, what, where did that come from? Yeah. A fan, fan is a fan that you, like, use to cool off, not a hairdryer. That is so funny. Now that I'm thinking about it, that is so it's funny. It's so weird. Like, my boyfriend's dad came down he's like marissa where's the fan and i'm like what fan like i don't have a fan Fan. and he's like the fan you know for your hair i'm like fan for your hair (laughs) like why would i put a fan in my hair and he's like you know that thing and i'm like oh the hair dryer oh my god you're calling that a fan but yeah i guess it's just something that got lost in translation another thing that got lost in translation in israel how come shots are chasers here I never understood that. It's Barr told me that a shot is a double shot and a chaser is a shot. But in America, chaser is the name for the drink. It's, it's usually Coca-Cola. a juice or a Coca-Cola that you drink immediately after the shot you just took. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Chaser is just like a juice or a carbonated beverage. Right. You know what happened though? Chaser is not an Israeli term. So someone, an Israeli, went to the U.S., misunderstood something, <laughs> and brought <laughs> it back to Israel. He didn't was, understand he went the to situation. A party. He didn't understand the situation. Comes back. Havarim, havarim. They're calling these chasers. <laughs> these shots, they're now chasers, okay? That is so Screwed funny. Screwed it up for everyone. Now everyone's making a mistake. Now everyone's calling shots chasers and chasers drinks that you yeah, follow. Yeah, yeah. I, they don't even have they chasers They don't have a name here. for a chaser. Yeah, yeah. A real, this is so confusing because we're saying chaser a lot, yeah, yeah, but yeah. they don't have a name for the juice for, that for you Coke. drink. They just say, give me a Coke. And also... Or they say, give me XL. Yeah, give me XL. <laughs> I also realized that they like call their sodas different. Like if you just want sparkling water, you just say, can I have a soda? Yeah, sparkling water is soda Soda. coca-cola you can only say cola cola yeah or coke zero you have to coke zero is coke zero just say they don't have diet coke in israel they don't have diet i think it's disgusting it's my favorite they don't have it all right so i have a topic that i think a lot of people out there can relate to a lot of americans or israelis or anyone that lives in israel okay here we go okay so the idea of screaming here and lying screaming yeah so let me explain (laughs) so when i first moved to israel i was having problems with my internet it wasn't working and I would call the internet company like every day I would wait online for like an hour and then uh-huh. finally get someone that answered the phone and I did my classic American the way I was raised hi um my how internet's are not, you? how are you Shalom. how's your day my yeah. internet's not working I was wondering if we could send over a technician to help and the woman would say there's no technician available please call back tomorrow and I would say thank you so much yeah. bye and after a few days in the row I realized this is not working here you kept calling kept calling nothing would work and an Israeli friend of mine said you have to literally scream and tell them that you're going to switch internet companies that day so I said <laughs> you know what let me give this a shot okay. I called the internet company I said if you don't send me a technician today I'm switching to the other company I'm technician arrived in oh. an hour oh really literally they wow. sent me a technician in an hour and that my friends was when I realized that I had to lie you need and scream to yeah. survive here. I don't do it still. I make Bar do all those phone calls for okay. me. He doesn't really have chutzpah anyway. Chutzpah, sorry, I forgot the heck. <laughs> um, but like, I can't do it. I couldn't even try. Like, It's really hard. I can't, I was too scared at my old job to even like negotiate a salary, like, right. that, which is something Americans do, do. But I'm non-confrontational. I hate that stuff. So I used to be non-confrontational mm-hmm. until I really Moved had here. to survive. Yeah, and I think everybody has that moment where they feel like they become Israeli all Olim have a Israeli moment of chutzpah and mine was okay I was having a really hard day I don't know if you guys know I don't know how you would know my grandma's almost 91 and I was just having this day I was probably getting my period or something I'm being like oh my god my grandma's so old and I hope she doesn't listen to this grandma Mima you're young (laughs) Mima Mima, you're young um but I was like my grandma like I don't have that why am I here I should be over there spending time with her I was crying and I'm like I need to go for a walk so I'm walking I'm crying well I'm not really 
really crying. I just have watery eyes, but I have sunglasses on. So you can't really tell I'm crying. Oh my God. Okay. So I'm walking. A Russian woman comes up to me and starts screaming at me in Russian. And I'm like, I don't speak Russian. Like, what do you want from me? I can't say I don't speak Russian in Russian. So I just say, Anilo Medaberdi Vrit. I keep saying this. And I keep walking past her. And she keeps chasing me. Oh and I'm gosh. just like, oh my gosh. And then I go, I walk for five more minutes. Another Russian woman comes up. Everyone thinks I'm Russian. She comes up to me and I'm just like, die, die, low. Anilo and I keep going like I was like I had chutzpah I was like screaming at her like I'm having a hard time and you want to talk to me about some random bullshit like (laughs) leave me alone yeah (laughs) no it's so relatable and I feel like I can find myself like in those moments too when I feel like this angry side come out of me that I never really knew I had I tapped into this new angry I I really don't know if it's us becoming adults or if it's us you know finally sticking up for ourselves or sometimes I think it's really the environment that's like affecting me is it the environment or is it us becoming more mature that's what I wonder I don't know because I realized I was visiting America Mm -hmm. and I remember sitting with a friend we were at a uh, at a restaurant and there was a problem or something and I found myself acting a little bit more rude than everyone else because oh, really? I was so used to being so like confrontational in Israel huh. and I was like noticing that and I feel like especially as an Allah here like a lot of people try to take advantage of you and if you're following me on TikTok you may have heard the story but a few weeks ago I went to go buy a juice uh-huh. it was right underneath my apartment and the guy that was selling me the juice like he literally said the price and he like oh my gosh ripped me off to like an embarrassing yeah. point and he can I mean Gilly and I talk with very thick American accents right. it's not right. hard to know we're a lot <laughs> exactly and i kind of said to him i looked at him and i was like are you sure that's the price and he was like you yeah said in Hebrew? yeah i was like Atabatuach. like are you sure and he was like yeah and, I, and then i said again like Zanirali male. i said it, it looks like a lot to me and i was being like really honest with him yeah and he's like that's the price and i already made your juice and then i pay it and i felt kind of funky and i was like you know what something's off so then i tell my mom who's israeli has obviously perfect hebrew go and buy the same exact thing uh-huh. and she goes and she charges him half the he charges you know, her half it's, the it's price really sad because even like i think like the third or fourth time gilly and i were hanging out together gilly was like there's this really nice perfume shop in tel aviv and i'm from haifa and she's like let's go get a diffuser and i really wanted a diffuser for my apartment Mm -hmm. remember right and we go to the store and like the women hear that we're speaking english and like immediately treat us different than the other customers and it's just like i don't know we're getting into another topic of like discrimination but i just feel like being olim or olo did i say that right being olim Mm -hmm. yeah plural collective (laughs) yeah um it's kind of hard i feel like we're jewish and like everybody should treat us the same right. i mean you know there's this law of return in israel which is wonderful but i feel like sometimes it can be nasty to yeah. pe- people that they think are different from them when we're really not that different right and i feel like in those situations it just makes it so much harder to be patient and understanding because you're just sick of being taken advantage of yeah. or like I kind of realized like no doesn't mean no in Israel and like there's no such thing as like a price you know what yeah, I mean and like you know what you, it's so hard to use your voice here like right. sometimes on that phone call when the guy was screaming at me what do you want from me I wanted to scream at him like do your freaking job yeah. like why are you screaming don't take, at don't me? take it out on me yeah, but yeah. I can't scream that in Hebrew I can't find the words me in too. my head fast enough it, it chokes in your throat because yeah. you're so frustrated and then you're trying to defend yourself in a different language yeah yeah and you can't like there's so many people that make fun of my hebrew that's another thing culture shocks i mean if you have an american accent get used to people saying mashlomech or mashlomcha and you say any beseder and they go any beseder yeah beseder, beseder. <laughs> i hate love that. making fun of our race they love making fun of our accent <laughs> but i also think like this mentality of like chutzpah and like standing up for yourself is not just for like olim like i feel like israelis like their dna they don't want to be screwed over and they yeah. don't want anyone they don't want to be fryer you know mm-hmm. and they always try to protect themselves and i think it kind of causes is it the chicken or the egg but it kind of causes this like a little bit of rude aggression but something I love about Israelis that this was a really good culture shock for me okay in the beginning I didn't like it but now I really love it okay is the straight honesty like if I don't look good and I ask my Israeli friend and or even (laughs) Ayal and he's like that dress doesn't look good on you I love it I love how direct they are oh my god I'm like no just tell me I look pretty and that's it (laughs) (laughs) no I don't know it's just because I was raised I hate this I'm very sensitive. Like, I know it doesn't Me seem too. like it. I don't take these, like, hate comments or anything personally, but I'm sensitive with people in my personal lives. If Gilly mm. told me, like, you look horrible today, <laughs> I'd be like, oh, my God. Like, because oh, no. I treasure your opinion. Right, right, and same right. with Bar. So, like, my Israeli friends or my boyfriend's family, if they tell me, like, oh, Marissa, you know, I didn't really like that video, I will think about it for a week and feel like crap to myself. Mm. So I need that cushion. That I cushion. need a comfort sandwich, like I talked about. Oh. Positive <laughs> feedback. And Bar has learned. Like, in our 
beginning of our relationship, he was like, he was, it was hard for him because I was so sensitive and he couldn't tell me things directly, but right. he's learned to give me comfort sandwiches, oh, I call them. So he knows he, now to yeah, end it with he like knows. A, Yeah, he knows. I've trained him. It also in relationships, it was like weird for me too. Like, you know, Al and I started dating and like a few weeks later, he would say something to me and I'm like, you can't say that. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. And he's like, I'm just being honest. And I'm like, okay, now three years later, I love it. And I would struggle dating someone oh, that's really? not okay. honest. I don't think it's ever going to happen for me where I'm like, love the honesty. No, but you know, like, uh, like not like love, but like I really yeah. appreciate. And I feel like we can just get over like a lot of the bullshit that like, like I used to have. Yeah, yeah and just get to it. And I have to tell a funny story okay. about while we're on the topic of this chutzpah screaming honesty, whatever. And I think it's a really nice way to capture the beauty, the plus and the negative and positives about it. Uh-huh. Um, it was around Rosh Hashanah. It was during the Chagim a few years ago. And my uncle is driving me and my friend. We're driving to the Kinneret. And the driver in front of him, I don't know, they got in some sort of like road rage, yelling yeah. at each other, cursing. Happens a lot. They stop the car. They both get out. And I was like scared. Because like in America, road rage causes deaths. Like you yeah, can yeah, like yeah. take a gun oh, My out. mom was always like, don't flip anyone off on the road exactly. because you don't know if they have a gun. Exactly. My dad told me the same thing. My dad said, even if someone's screaming at you, stay in your car. Don't yeah, talk. Yeah. And here they get out and like, literally. <laughs> so that's literally what happened. So they get out of the car and these two men are like screaming at each other. Literally that. And then I was shocked because I was like afraid it was going to escalate. At the end they of hugged. the conversation, one of them said, Yala, shana tava. And the other guy says, okay. And they hugged two men. And they said, just have health and happiness and, and a sweet new year. And I was like, my uncle walks back in the car and I'm like, what just happened? This wow. Is, I was just like a fresh new immigrant. It was my first few months here. I was like, what just happened here? You know here? what? This brings up something really funny because like I'll hear my boyfriend on the phone like arguing with someone. Like my boyfriend is the most non-confrontational Israeli you'll ever meet. He's very much of that American mindset where he doesn't think people should be, uh, he doesn't like chutzpah really, mm-hmm. but he can use it if he needs to. He doesn't like to be taken advantage of. It's there of. in his back pocket yeah, if he yeah, needs yeah. to tap into yeah, it. Yeah, and my Hebrew is like 70%. I understand 70% of everything. So I hear him on the phone like kind of arguing and I'm catching like every other word and I'm like, holy shit, this is good intense and then at the end he's like okay give her i'm like like now you guys are, are we friends? friends now yeah we're friends what's going on Achie, like what the heck like it goes from like very passionate to like okay yam tov shavua tov it like, always like a lot of times ends on a good note like yeah, you yeah, can yeah. be screaming one minute and then it's almost the like next. once you show them your chutzpah it's like okay this guy's fine like yeah it's like a test like okay you passed the test yeah you passed the test isn't it weird did you find this weird when you moved here they have these really beautiful expressions like my princess my love Nasty my kashali. life and they would say it to like yeah, randos like yeah. uh, like I've I don't know gotten a juice or gotten a burger before and the guy selling it's like like you don't even know me okay, I have <laughs> never been called well okay there was this one time Purim my first Purim in Israel I was dance. we went to this weird party I don't know on a kibbutz or something like that and I turn around and some guy's just staring at me in the eyes and going or something like that and I'm like holy crap like, oh god first of all what is this guy saying to me and then I memorized <laughs> it and told it to my boyfriend and he's like yeah that guy's just like a douchebag or something oh my god they but just no. feel the need that they can just say like Chaim Shali what did I say my, my breath <laughs> my breath <laughs> no 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 they, they're very open with calling people I think it's just a saying it's like here you go dear but in the US I find it so weird when like a guy will call me here you go sweetie like, I don't like it <laughs> I don't I like it. when people say Nishama. It's like, please don't call me that. Does Ayal like, uh, call you like no, he does I, it I as don't, a joke, doesn't it? I don't mind if like my boyfriend or like a cute way, but like the shawarma guy doesn't need to be calling me Nishama. Like I don't yeah, want yeah, that, yeah. you know? Yeah, it's, it's very off puts you in an awkward place. Yeah, it puts yeah. you in an awkward place. I don't know. Do other Israelis feel like that or just because we're American? I don't know. I'm still not sure if people use Chaim Shli ironically or seriously. Like, they, I, I'm I mean, not sure in what situation. I think the older people, like, okay, first of all, I think the Frecha <laughs> are using it not ironically. Like, they are very much mean Chaim Shli, my life. But I feel like the older generation, like, when they're in their 50s and their 60s, it's not ironically. Everyone else, it's ironically. Okay, so that's kind of a weird thing to navigate when it's being used seriously. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Basically, if the person's smiling when they say it as, like, I sound silly right now. I think that's when you know they're not serious. (laughs) Gilly, I want to do like rapid fire with you because I have a few things that I I just, there's no way to talk about it in in detail, but I just want to get your opinions. Okay, okay? let's go through here. Oh crap. Don't spill the coffee. My coffee almost spilled. Okay. Water boiler for the shower. 
Oh, weird. You have to turn the water boiler. In the U.S., you just have hot water immediately. There's an automatic system. And let me tell you, I have to say this really quick story. I moved to Israel with my roommate. We didn't really know how the dude worked. There was three switches. What's a dude? It's the water boiler. It's the name for the water boiler. Dude is dude the... Dude Chemish. What? Yeah, I put the dude on. I have never heard that in my life. Wait, really? What have you been calling it till now? The water boiler. So bars like, boiler. Marissa, put the water boiler on. Put the boiler on. on. Yeah. Oh, we say dude. Dude Chemish. It's is the that word a Haifa thing? Because even bar's family says boiler everyone in tel aviv says dude that is so that's weird. so funny like tell us to, in the comments yeah tell us in the comments what do you call the water boiler because we say dude dude we chemish. Say boiler and so my roommate and i we thought that the middle one was the dude uh-huh. we were putting it on it's just so weird and to you say dude. the dude and you have to usually wait like 20 minutes for the water you know to heat up, to heat up. so we would wait like 20 30 40 minutes and, and we had cold, cold. water yeah. so we're like okay the dude's broken so i somehow find a plumber or whatever i don't know someone online to come he comes he's like and before he comes he's like i'm gonna charge you 300 shekels just to come it's like a visit fee apparently yeah, yeah, it's a yeah. thing here i'm like okay it's like, like the plastic surgeon like when yeah you know. just like a, just a consultation, <laughs> a consultation okay fee. okay i'll pay you 300 shekels <laughs> had no idea what was going on uh-huh. by the way also culture shock they try to sell you things that you don't need yeah, like yeah, every yeah. person's like you really need this expensive protective rubber for when your we, sink okay like, when no, we were doing this podcast i needed just a mic and like just a basic mic. A basic yeah, podcast yeah, yeah. Mic. he tries to sell me like a thousand shekel mic and then i look on the wall and I see podcast mics in English and I'm like what about that $200 mic is or 200 shekel. shekel is that one gonna work and he's like yeah that will work I'm yeah like, like thanks <laughs> asshole anyway thank you <laughs> so anyway we get this uh this technician to come uh-huh. and he checks it and he goes this is the dude switch not that one 300 shekels please oh my god and literally all he did was click one you button you could ask your landlord or something he was like that was the most embarrassing money exchange I'm yeah. like just hand him 300 shekels teaches you a lesson though taught me a lesson about the dude chemish but I do find it really annoying when you're after a long day at work and you just want to shower and you have to come home turn the boiler on turn the boiler on and then wait for 30 minutes okay what's next on your list okay I don't know if you get this in in Tel Aviv I've been waiting to ask you about this supersonic booms do you know these no oh my gosh I get them all the time in Haifa and it drives me crazy it's when a jet is going by really closely like past the speed of sound and a huge explosion happens in the air and it sounds like a rocket oh my god no and it feels like a rocket I mean I I've never experienced a rocket granted but like it shakes explosion yeah yeah yeah. oh my gosh so scary you don't have supersonic booms oh my god i never heard maybe it's a hypo it's when you suddenly hear a jet like explode in the air i've never i mean except for during the war when there was a lot of like iron dome but weird it's a hypo thing but we do have a lot of cockroaches in tel aviv do you have a lot of hypo i have had a few cockroach visitors (laughs) this year i thought my apartment was cockroach free until this summer i discovered a new cockroach every day oh god and it was horrible i'm scared of you them it's funny like i lived in pennsylvania all my life i went to college for four years i never saw a cockroach in my life me either and then ever. here even the most beautifully renovated apartment million dollar apartments has cockroaches so cockroach i think it's in. the climate here. yeah it is and you know what they're called they're american cockroaches oh really yeah i looked up the species but i'm we like we also have I'm, the flying cockroaches of course, here. that's why oh, israelis shit. take advantage oh, of us though american cockroaches <laughs> they have such a bad connotation for us already <laughs> you're literally equating us to juki <laughs> <laughs> okay what's next on your um, list okay here we go list? working on a sunday and uh, working on christmas and new year's still not used to working on a sunday me either you know what's annoying though it's really hard for me not to have a day of the weekend that i can get errands done because fridays you're Half running days. around like crazy and yeah. you have to like one o'clock because then all the stores close but then saturday you want to like get brunch with friends or go to the mall and like everything's closed we should preface everything's closed on saturday because of shabbat and everything all the stores close around friday anywhere from 1 to 3 p.m depending yeah. on summer there, or winter some don't even open on friday yeah and it's really annoying because then you only have like half a day to get everything done for the week yeah it's true it's I, i'm still not used to it yeah i think i would be a much happier person if things were open on Saturday. Me too. I mean, I understand. Okay, well, first of all, something that really bothers me is that Gilly is like my best friend in Israel. She lives in Tel Aviv. I live in Haifa. No trains on the weekend. I can't visit her on the weekend. Right, and then we have to hang out at night or early Friday morning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have to drive here. It's horrible. It's really hard. Also, something that's weird here that I noticed after moving is that if you're waiting for the bus on the Uh side of the street, it won't stop for you unless you literally wave your arms. I take my Rav call out like like it's freaking my police bag. 
edge and i'm like stop, stop this me. bus yeah so like if you're just waiting at the bus and on your phone like they'll pass over you and i once had oh my god this well is actually so i have to be honest it doesn't really happen in haifa that often because it's not like in tel aviv i feel like they're more they have a little bit more chutzpah right <laughs> i don't know that the like drivers just go by yeah and also the bus i'm sure has a lot more passengers on it in tel aviv right, right. and in haifa they always like wave me down and say like do you need this bus it's kind of nice oh like, that's like the, the bus driver like waves at you like you getting on and i'm like ravkov yes oh and my I god get on. <laughs> wait that's really nice yeah i actually had like a really traumatizing experience on a bus uh-huh. a few years ago i was taking a bus and it was like a shuttle bus that took you to a parking lot that then would take you to jerusalem okay uh-huh. the bus it only has like one main stop and it's the parking lot okay, okay? so in the mornings i used to listen to music or just kind of relax because it was like a 20 minute bus ride and i kind of like fell asleep i just closed my eyes listened to music <gasps> but not like sleep like i knew that at my bus yeah, yeah, yeah. and i guess i was looking at my phone and looking at the music and didn't realize that we arrived to the parking lot but oh, the bus no. driver kept driving out of the parking lot yeah and i said wait 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 this is my stop and he looked at me he goes then pay attention next time and he wanted to teach me a lesson so he was like leaving the parking lot <gasps> but you're it's like 7 a.m yeah. like i was just looking at my phone like why are you teaching me a lesson like you, yeah i feel like i have to be so on when you're at, on a bus like you have to be so aware that you can't just like relax and like well, have you noticed that sometimes bus drivers just completely skip your stop even yeah. if you press like i need yeah. to get off and then you have to the most awkward thing ever is to use your hebrew and say no well i thought i tried doing it one time like i was so prepared that the stop that i needed to get off on was not a very popular stop i knew that and i remember thinking i asking bar actually beforehand what do i say if the bus driver doesn't stop he said say nahag so i wrote it down in my phone but when it happened to me i didn't have the time to look at my phone and i was like nahash (laughs) which means snake i was screaming snake on a bus okay and everyone looked at me and i was like oh my god what did i do now that's a big fadiha actually I talked about it on TikTok. I literally screamed snake on a bus trying to call the driver and telling him that that's my oh stop. Oh my god! Yeah, and he was but just done with me. But it's honestly so scary to even say the word nahag because it, it's like a word, it's like a Hebrew word, but then you're saying it in front of an audience. Yeah, like yeah, 30 yeah. people are saying it. I usually just say slicha. Oh, slicha's better. I slicha, slicha. But I'm not know? saying nahag ever nahag again. Nahag is scary, but you know what's even scarier for me? Monit, monit shirut. When you can't just say nahag, you have to tell them monit shirut. Ifshar laredit bapinaz. Like, what are you, you saying? I don't understand. Like, can I please get off at that corner or can i get off now oh, i've never said that and then you have to say a full <laughs> sentence and the monish roots only like six or seven maybe like 10 people but still i just feel like i have this like i get stage fright yeah, like stage i literally fright. get stage fright well you know i i took the bus every day for work like two years ago or a year ago i don't remember i have no concept of time but anyway i've had a lot of experience on the bus and sometimes you get regular bus drivers like i i would have a lot of the same bus drivers because i'm taking the same route every day right. one guy really liked me no idea why you know when i get on the bus he's like hi mashlameh blah 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 and he started talking to me and I had no idea what this guy was saying and then think about it every time I'm like nodding Ken huh Ken like swipe my card go on the sit on the bus he recognized me and every time he'd start a conversation with me one time after like months of having fake conversations with this bus driver he asked me a question and no sorry he didn't ask me a question he told me I don't have enough money on my card and I was like um ma and he's like I don't know says it in Hebrew and I'm like I don't speak understand Hebrew think about it six months of <laughs> he conversations in you. he was like oh my god like what have we been talking about this he's, like, <laughs> he's like this is a one-way relationship yeah. <laughs> I have no idea so what he was funny. saying to me I was just like Ken Sababa bye oh my god yeah. that poor guy he finally learned though yeah it was so awkward oh the rest my of the i can time. imagine that is yeah. so uncomfortable yeah i want to talk about something gilly okay? okay a lot of words have adapted into hebrew from english right i can't think of them at the top of my head i wrote a few down but i really don't know if you should i mean seriously like there's words in hebrew that are just english words that they've put into the hebrew language like super like that's yep. super cool super magnive you right, know right but do you say <laughs> i can't even say it in Hebrew I'm so bad at it super do you say super or do you say like spring roll spring roll like a spring roll that you eat do you say spring roll (laughs) when there is an English word do you say it with an Israeli accent no I do not if If you do that I judge you if you're an American and then pronounces American words in Hebrew by the way I had a friend that did this and we used to laugh and she's listening right now and Maddie I love you so much but Maddie once was like talking to my cousin and she was like do you guys like Eminem and then and, and then she said <laughs> and then she said oh and they asked her like what movie do you like and she was like peach perfect like like in an, i can't even do it say peach perfect in an israeli way peach perfect <laughs> and i was like 
Patty, you were born and raised in Philadelphia. Just say pitch perfect. Or like, what is, what's another thing? How about your name? Do you say Gilly within Israel? Gilly, I, her mom's question. Israeli. We it's already said that. my life. I never know what to do because I've said Gilly all my life. Just like mm. Gilly, from, like Gilly. as I say Gilly from Philly, but my mom and my Israeli. Gilly. Gilly. Yeah. So it sounds like two names to me, honestly. Gilly and Gilly. Yeah. One I, sounds like a harder E, you yeah, know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. never calls you Gilly. Do. Yeah, and so yeah. does Ayad. So I don't know. Yeah, you're like having an identity crisis. I'm having a huge identity crisis. I never call myself Melissa. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I hope not. No. You know what I also realize they do in Hebrew here? They'll take words, American words, uh-huh. and then they want to make them plural, so they add im at the end, like yeah. homeless im. Homeless im? But like homeless is already a word in English. I mean, I do this, but not because like... Like I want to because I don't know the word for it, so and we just, I like, add make theme. it up. That's probably yeah, how like, it started. Is people are just like homeless seem, and yeah. they're like, okay, oh, yeah, that's yeah. Just, like, kind of like chasers, chaser yeah, like, chaser. yeah. <laughs> or like ketchup, and they just like use it. Ketchup, crunchy. Okay. I want the crunchy roll, crispy roll. Yeah. Yeah. Crispy, crispy. Like, see, do you say crispy like no, Fshar no. crispy roll, or do you say Fshar crispy roll? No, 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 no. <laughs> I will never. I will always say true to my roots and say Fshar crispy roll. Yeah, I, I just will always say it with an American accent yeah. and you know it's kind of it breaks it off kind of weird I do admit like it's weird if you're speaking Hebrew and then like bloop, American word like yeah, yeah, yeah you know no I do find it weird because I know some people like you like they well they were raised in Israel but their mom's American and so they'll say like I found you know a matzati yata crunchy roll roll <laughs> yeah but like they'll put in that American sounding word and it sounds weird right, you know right. even Barr said you need to say like oh my gosh actually I have a friend from Barr's team in the army he's really into sports and everything and he was watching a game and he asked about Atlanta and he said Atlanta like an American he he, he was oh, god he this is it. so confusing to say but he spent a majority of his childhood in the U.S. so okay. he has a perfect American accent and he's Israeli like okay. he spent most of his life in Israel so he said like something about the Atlanta game and they don't say Atlanta they say Atlanta Atlanta yeah and he felt so weird in that moment not knowing which kind of what to choose well he what just kind of choose. slipped out of his mouth saying Atlanta and he was like oh crap <laughs> oh, I should have said Atlanta Atlanta. <laughs> Atlanta. Yeah. I've also had moments when like I'm saying a word in English that sounds very similar in Hebrew and then Al will understand. Like one time I was like, do you want to go to the aquarium? And he was like, what? And I was like, the aquarium. And I was, he was like, what? And then I like Google translate. He's like, ah, aquarium. <laughs> and I'm like, it's literally the same word. Did you not understand Can we talk me? about this? This is the next thing I want to talk about. Obviously, aquarium is not an Israeli word. They got that from an English word. They got, they right, saw right, aquarium. Right. Same with biscuits, which they right, call biscuitim. Who screwed that up? Right. They just changed like aquarium instead of a, aqu- they yeah, just like, changed the Q We're like, there. no, no Q. We're not doing that. Yeah, they, they do a little like Israeli twist. Like I had a friend that she ordered tea at a restaurant. She was like, "Can I have tea?" And the guy was like, "What?" And then she was like, "Hey," and he's like, yeah. oh, I'm "Oh, sorry, oh. mystery solved." <laughs> One syllable was changed. Let's calm down. Like, not much has changed. Or what about project? A project. I don't get it because okay, Wait, they try to make it sound like a little bit like Spanish or well, French. Well, you know like, why they do it is because there's no J in in Hebrew. Yeah, but so they're the thing is like Bar's last name has a J sound German. in. Yeah, but they just put a chipchuk, uh, whatever that chipchuk like an apostrophe. So they can say the J, they just don't want to. Yeah. So why do they change the word? Like it should be project with the chipchuk. It's super weird. It's super weird. Yeah. There is a topic that I want to discuss with you. Mm-hmm. This was actually a fight between me and Al that lasted a few weeks. Wow. Okay. Big topic. Big topic. As many of Jewish Americans can probably relate, we grew up in very neurotic households, trying to be safe all the time, trying to be healthy. I actually didn't grow up in a very neurotic <laughs> household. Like my dad is like the chillest. My mom's a bit neurotic, but my well, dad's kind of like just making chill. sure like you were telling me you were always careful when you order meat to get it well done. Oh yeah, like that's my mom. Like that. That's my of yeah, my mom's. Mom for, lot, yeah, yeah, right? exactly. You know, like wash your hands or like always try to buy like healthier food. Whatever. A lot of okay, like, my dad's not like. Well, okay, I understand. I get you. I get whatever. you. Whatever. So one of my like things of growing up was like the importance of a carbon monoxide and a fire alarm in oh the my house. mom is so like into that. really making sure that everything's working we would get them tested yeah. like because if you have a gas leak in your house you die like in you your don't sleep know. and you don't yeah. know it's yeah. like just like it's a very scary quiet, scary thing yeah. yeah when i first moved to israel before i even met Al, 
I realized I lived in an apartment and the entire year it had no fire alarm or carbon monoxide. Mm -hmm. And I would ask my friends and none of my friends, like they were like, yeah, none of our apartments came with these. Like it's, I I couldn't even know where to buy it in Israel. So then when I made Alian, Ayal found us an apartment to live in Tel Aviv. I didn't even see it before I came. And I went to Costco the day before my flight and I bought like a huge fire uh, detector Uh and carbon monoxide. And I came and he was like, what is that? And I was like, it's really important. We're putting in the apartment. And I got the tape and I put it on the walls. And then every time, because our apartment was so small, every time we would cook, it was super sensitive. It would go off and it was a super loud noise. And Ayal and I literally fought for two weeks if we were allowed to keep in the apartment. <laughs> he was like, there's no point. Israel, Israel, everything's made of concrete. There's not a lot of fires That's what here. Says. That's another thing. Everything's made out of concrete, concrete. not wood. And, and they I'm think like, it's still, crazy. You that can it, have a kitchen fire. Yeah, I have something to say about this because my, I mean, I almost regret saying my family's not neurotic because my mom is like crazy over the carbon monoxide machine right? like that we don't have a detector in the house and she's made me a bit paranoid like some nights I'll just tap bar like in the middle of our sleep and be like do you smell gas like <laughs> do you, do you smell, can you go smell like, the <laughs> oven and make sure there's no gas leak and he goes and he goes nope nothing and also I live on the top floor of my apartment complex my mom is like crying over the fact that I don't have a rope to throw down in case there's a fire oh she's my like God. what are you gonna do if there's a fire, fire. Or no fire escape you need to have a rope and my boyfriend's dad owns a construction store and like I think she's messaged him and being like, like can, you can, get you, them a rope? can you get them a rope please it's also funny because like the extreme here of like not like I just found out that my apartment is on a list for collapse like it's at risk <gasps> for collapsing no way yeah and it's like okay yeah, no one's like, gonna tell me well, that? did you see that apartment I don't know where it was oh I saw like Rehovo yeah or something. yeah that it's collapsed, collapsed. And like that apartment looked like my apartment. And I was like, oh my oh gosh. God. So yeah. maybe we don't have fires. We have collapsing buildings. Yeah. I wish we'd have a warning for that. But yeah, that was like a thing that I realized when I moved here that it wasn't part of any of the apartment. And also yeah. the apartment scene in general is very culture shock. I mean, they come unfurnished. Like yeah. every apartment you move into will never come with anything Furniture. unless you like want to pay extra. I just feel like the whole apartment search here was like a huge shock for me. It took us like six months to find an apartment. I mean, to be granted, I didn't look to be granted. Is that a word? <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, I didn't look for apartments in the U.S. So when I did my apartment search in Israel, it didn't seem too bizarre to me because it was my first time ever doing, doing it. it. But I do think it's weird in Israel that they count the living room as a room. Yeah, if you like three rooms, that counts like is a living, living room. room. If you say it's a two-room apartment, it's actually a one-bedroom apartment with, with a, a living, living room. room. Yeah, right. I think that's weird. I also, like, I feel like it's much different in Haifa. In Tel Aviv, it is like, this was a huge shock for me. It I know fierce. about this. Like, yeah, it's a full-time job. You have to be on Facebook 24 hours a day. If you see an apartment you like you drop everything and sprint like literally Ayal and I have both put our sneakers wow. on and ran to a showing before you have to fight your way to try to get the apartment and also these uh-huh. real estate agents you gotta be careful because a lot of times they're lying oh. actually one time Ayal and I found a gorgeous apartment right mm-hmm. near the beach in our budget and something seemed fishy because it was like such a good apartment that I was like why do the why are the people leaving yeah and the, I asked the real estate agent I saw there was like a plot of land next to the apartment and it was empty and I was like do you oh. know if they're building something there in the, in the near future and he was like no I already called the municipality not for the next two years no building Uh and I was like okay and then I saw right when we were finishing seeing the apartment the two men they were a really nice couple that lived in the apartment they were coming home and I went up to them and I said guys I know you've lived here for a while why are you leaving and they said oh they're starting to build a new building on that plot of land next week it'll be like noise like crazy like the agent knew that looked me in the eye he's not gonna tell you and it's like something I realized here that like agents or a lot of people in the apartment scene they don't really always need to be honest like they can just say what they want to sign the deal that's true i just want to jump into this topic okay okay let's go whatsapp oh okay let's go i didn't even have whatsapp before moving to israel did you ever send a voice memo before moving to no i actually sent my first voice memo this year really yeah now i'm the voice memo queen i only send gilly voice memos live without voice memos i'm addicted i feel like my first voice memos i was like didn't really know how to do it or how to t- and now I'm like here we go blah, 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 blah. I have a question for you because <laughs> yeah. Israelis talk about this yeah what do you think is the acceptable amount of time to send a voice memo on whatsapp I don't know because I send Gilly three minute voice yeah, memos do, where I'm do. just like Gilly I am in the bathroom right now <laughs> Gilly I'm brushing my hair update update Gilly five minutes went by I'm doing the dishes like I tell, I do, I do. I tell Gilly about every detail in my life they all told me that like they're like 30 seconds yeah like Israelis no like his friend group like if you send a memo that's over like 25 seconds it's like shaming you like why are you yeah. sending me a freaking movie like yeah, yeah, yeah. I, just, I just don't 
don't know. I like podcasts. So yeah, I like sending like Gilly. Podcasts. Yeah, and I love getting Gilly's voice memos. Like I, I, love getting I, I like memos. sit down with a cup of coffee and just be <laughs> like, what's Gilly up to today? <laughs> it kind of makes me feel like that person's in the room with you. Yeah, me too. That's why I like them. And I also feel like they prevent a lot of like fights or like weird kind of, you know, attacks. You could just be like, yeah. okay. But in a voice memo, you could be like, okay, sounds good. Like, I'll let yeah, you know like after. Today, exactly. Like, Gilly asked me today if I wanted breakfast and I was like running at, to her house and I was also wearing this M&M shirt. So I wanted to get here quickly. And I just said, no, no, I'm fine or something like that. And I was like, oh, I hope that didn't come off as like rude or something. Cause I would just tell her like, I'm not hungry. Like I'm sorry. No, thanks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Phone call related. Oh, how yeah. come in Israel people just call you out of the blue? They cold call you. There's, I realize this at work a lot. Me that too. Like the Israelis I work with, like the Americans will email you like, Hey, I have a question. And the Israelis just cold call you. And I'm like, hello. Yeah. Like, yeah and it's really hard when you're applying for jobs, especially with my phobia of answering yeah. the phone to unknown Israeli numbers. Yeah. I avoid phone calls. Honestly, me too. If it's a number I don't know, it, I usually try not to answer. It freaks me out. Yeah, yeah, me too. So like when I was applying to jobs in the beginning, the only reason I got my first job in Israel is because I answered the phone. Oh, right. Yeah, because I usually don't answer the phone. And I remember looking at my phone and being like, oh my God, Marissa, just get the confidence to answer this. Answered it. Hey, we want to have you interview for a job. And I was like, how many phone calls have I been getting about interviews and that not answering? Yeah, and then they just forget about you. No email. They don't it's email you. It's such a thing here. Just to give a quick background to anyone that doesn't live in Israel, when you apply to jobs, like and after you submit your resume, the recruiter will cold call you. Like they don't email you. They just call no you. No notice. No yeah. notice. You can be in the supermarket holding like two bags of food and you answer that call. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You have to. And then they interview you and they're like, what do you know about the company? And you're like, yeah. I'm in you're the like, grocery uh, aisle. I'm in the bathroom. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> can I call you back? Yeah. It's such a thing. Israelis yeah. love phone calls. Yeah, I just, I, I prefer emails and like maybe we're, I don't know. I feel like in the US we're very non-confrontational. Right. Like, it, it like, circles back to this confrontational. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like Israelis want to get, st- it's talkless mentality. Yeah, yeah. Let's get stuff down now. In America, it's like, I'm going to start off with a little email. And yeah, then maybe I hope we'll this go, email finds you, you well. well. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh my but God. I'm used to it. And like, I feel like Israelis probably hate that culture in the US of like, they're just like, give it to me straight. Like, tell me what you want. Like, right. what's up with this email? Just call me. But for me, I'm like, please just like text me, email right, me, don't right. call. Just anything but the call. Yeah, the call, call gives us really bad Ola anxiety. anxiety. Yeah, Ola anxiety. Literally. It should be a thing. Out of like the list of Ola anxiety, like I would say saying your stop in Money Chiru <laughs> is one, two bank, no, no, two Baduach Lumi, three bank, four Ms. post Rada office. Panim. Oh shoot, I forgot Ms. Rada Panim. That's top of the list. And the, the next up there in the top 10 is answering phone calls from yeah. people you don't know. Yeah, but you know what? Some number. stuff I just won't do without bar. Like I have not gone to the post office without bar. I can't even stomach oh, I that. Have. It's traumatic. It's, it's really, traumatic. You know, I'm finally doing my driver's license conversion and I have to go to the driver's license place. I'm scared. I'm it's scary. scary. <laughs> literally, I they told me I got my driver's license. Well, I already had it in the US. I had to convert it and I did it during COVID and they only had one pe- like person going in at a time and I came with bar and he said to me, the security guard was like, no, like, low, she has to go alone. And I told him, I'm like, I can't go alone. And in English, I was like, I can't speak Hebrew. And he's like, it's fine. They speak English. And I'm like, I'm not going alone. No. And I almost it's like started, going to war. Like, I'm not going alone. And, and I seriously <laughs> stood there until he let bar come in with me because I was Good. like, yeah, I was like, come yeah. on, he has to come. He's my he's my voice, you yeah, know? Yeah, he's my representative. Yeah, he's my representative. <laughs> I want to talk to you about something, and I know you love getting your nails done. Look at her nails. They're yes. beautiful, okay? But how Lack come in... Gel. Yeah, gel. <laughs> gel. In Israel, I, like, I have not gotten a pedicure since 2016. Oh, wow. Because in Haifa, I don't know how it is in Tel Aviv, there are no salons like maybe they are but mm. you usually for a facial for your nails for a massage you People's go to someone's house, house. yeah you super go, culture shock you, you go to like a random apartment her kid sitting on the yeah. couch yeah and you're like here this is the massage room and it's like i don't know the spare bedroom yeah. in the house and you're like <laughs> there's like this books is weird there. yeah yeah i remember my first eyebrow appointment here it was this really nice woman that had three kids and in the middle of my appointment her son was like ima bamba. and like in the middle of the appointment she's like going to give her kid bomba and i'm like wow what's yeah, going it's on weird here? i don't know why they do nails in someone's you house know what? i actually facials. have a theory yeah the cosmetic coyote i don't yeah, want to say that in english coyote. the yeah. cosmetic what's it i don't know the facial the lady <laughs> the yeah. Yeah. they're so talented here and they have such a high standard for that like they're really good here yeah 
that they are there's so many like talented people that they kind of just like pull all the clients and that's why there's not so many salons like oh really like people like trust their cosmetics for like years and it's her house and well, it's I personal think, and she's yeah, really it's, talented it's adding that personal touch like right. you, not only is this your you know eyebrow girl or your facialist or whatever she's your friend you've been in her house right right uh-huh. and you develop this relationship but i will say that there are salons nail salons in tel aviv it's becoming more of a thing now because in america my favorite thing was doing a walk-in appointment oh yeah you just go in can just you go do, in can yeah. i get my nails done yeah. you have to you don't have to like make an appointment in advance you and like oh and if you're having a bad day and you're just like i'm gonna go get my it's legally blonde yeah Remember i'm gonna get blonde? my nails done Elle Woods right. is having a horrible day she right. goes, i'm gonna go to the nail salon and pamper myself here and yeah. i actually i made a youtube vlog and i mentioned a big part of this in my video was that you have to make an appointment weeks in advance yeah. in tel aviv you have to know exactly when you need your gel appointment and let's say your appointment's in a week for now but your nails are like you really need a, a new lift uh-huh. good luck because you're not gonna good find luck. people Batzlacha. Batzlacha because there's no available appointments yeah, yeah, yeah. in tel aviv at least it's like it's not like that in Haifa. actually maybe it is i don't know i don't get my nails that done that often but it's a different experience it's a level of finding an apartment here trying to get a gel appointment <laughs> last minute is the level of apartment <laughs> searching i'm not kidding let's segue into a different topic i think we need to talk about the fact i don't know if you know about this since you don't drive but policemen and policewomen put their lights on just when they're on duty like in the u.s you only have your lights on if you're, you're getting pulled over. over. Yeah, in Israel, or at least in Haifa, lights on all the time. And imagine really? driving and seeing a policeman behind you with your lights on. Like, I get severe anxiety yeah, when I see that. Yeah, I would pull over that. to the side. Yeah, but in Israel, lights mean that you're on duty. Siren means you're getting pulled over. Oh, wow. I in never America, knew that. siren and lights means you're getting pulled over. Well, this over. actually reminds me of something with police officers. Okay. In America, like, every time I've been in a car that was pulled over, I was driving, like, they used to have us memorize the sentence they would teach us you would put your hands on the steering wheel and then you would say to the officer you would call him officer or sheriff and you would say all right may I please reach in to the right passenger seat to get my license really you had to do this like growing up like our teachers or our counselors oh. or whatever would tell us like the right way to if you're pulled over That's like how to so act interesting and then you're like okay officer thank you so much like you're so respectful here like I've been in cars with Israelis get pulled over and they start cursing at the officer I'm a figure you don't know what yeah, you're yeah, doing like, yeah like, <laughs> like in the U.S. when you get I've been pulled over a couple not that many just a few times yeah. in the US usually for like non-violations right, just like your, your taillights out or something right, right. but it was very like you need to be sure you're respectful because super respectful yeah, yeah yeah you could you know it's the difference between getting a ticket and not getting a ticket right and here like in America like figures of authority like teachers police officers I want to talk about that yeah you're I was so respectful to my teacher growing why up. in Israel do they call their teachers by their first, first name? name it's so weird and you know what I remember I don't know if you had this in your high school I had if I didn't want to go to the bathroom yeah I would have like a hall pass yeah i would write my name the time uh-huh. that i was going to the bathroom and my teacher had to sign it really and i would carry that hall pass yeah. to go to the bathroom if someone stopped me in the hallway and said why are you here i would show the hall pass and show the time oh really okay mine wasn't that actually well it was similar like we only had a few allotments of bathroom time we can go to the bathroom twice a year at my school oh in my one gosh. class like you usually go during break and, and lunch but anyway yeah, twice a just, year yeah i mean it was kind of weird my french class it was kind of bizarre oh my gosh. <laughs> but it's weird that you have to call your teacher by their first name here it's almost bizarre if you don't or call you say them. hamara oh really i didn't know that i mean in the u.s we're like mr patterson mr jonathan right. yeah you would never even think about saying their first name yeah yeah yeah. and it's just like with the officer thing like you would say sir or officer thank you so much or i'm really sorry yeah, officer I'm let sorry, me just say officer. that i realize the opposite here like if you're really nice sometimes like you get a ticket like sometimes screaming really? gets you out of things like can i tell you something so yeah. savage i did in israel okay i had just gotten back from boston I was working in Boston and I went into quarantine and I finally got out of quarantine but the country was still on lockdown, lockdown. you could go like I don't know a meter from your house or something and I just really wanted no, to know it was a thousand meters something yeah a yeah. meter from your house One just meter. step out the just door just step your finger out the door <laughs> <laughs> a thousand meters see that's another thing I want to talk about metric system still don't understand yeah, it anyway, culture shock what exactly. is a kilometer yeah. I still don't know me either but anyway so I'm like I'll just go on a little walk and I go on my walk and I get to the main road and I realize there's policemen everywhere because that's where they're monitoring if people are uh, leaving their house i get pulled over like on the street like i get a police officer comes up to me and like pulls me over and she's like what are you doing like where do you live and i'm i'm, I'm like i need a little bit of and she's like <laughs> and telling me in english like you're not allowed to leave your house and i'm like i thought you can go 100 
100 meters from your house. She goes, do you live 100 meters from your house? I'm like, yeah, I live right over there. She goes, okay, meet me at the gas station down the street. It was very short walk to the gas station. I think she was going to give me a ticket. I say, okay. She drives to the gas station. I book it right up the no, hill. I run didn't. back. Yeah, I run back. That is savage. I, I, hit, I hit in a bush. I hit in a bush. <laughs> and then I walked home. I wasn't that far. I'm I was, the opposite of you. I was like 100 meters away from my house. Like she couldn't really give me a ticket. But at the same time, oh. I was like, oh my God. Like if she was going to get me, she would have to drive like two miles down the road, turn around and then come find me. Officer, if you're listening to this, Marissa feels, oh, she's like cool over here. Yeah, like, yeah. I don't feel any remorse she over remorse. it. <laughs> I actually am like, I'm embarrassed to tell you my officer's story because it shows how much of a fryer I am. What's a, a fryer? word for like a sucker. Like, oh, okay. Okay. It was the rule when you had to wear masks outside. Okay. And if anyone knows me in my personal life, I'm like the biggest mask wearer. Like people in my office would laugh at me because I would wear my mask at my desk. Like I okay. would wear it 24 seven. I would only take it off to eat like outside by myself. Like I was really a mask wearer. Okay. After a really long day of work, Ayal and I were apartment searching. We went to see an apartment and then we got out of the apartment and I was feeling like oh my god I can't breathe I've been in a mask for like 12 hours and we were standing alone okay there was no one near us and we both put our masks like under our nose a little bit like just to kind of take a breath and then I saw there was an officer across the street so as soon as I saw her okay my mask was not off it was literally like just half of my face tucked under yeah, my nose yeah, yeah. maybe like half under my like upper lip yeah as soon as we see here we both put our masks on which okay. I think is a sign of respect like I see you I'm gonna follow the rule now yeah, yeah, yeah. I keep walking I'm like exhausted you see I have my bag well there's work. a difference between like actually putting the mask over over your ears and then putting it on your face and just like lifting, putting, it, lifting up. it up a right, bit yeah right. and it's like it's not like I was in a crowded area we were like really in a like a, a street yeah there was not many not people around people. us yeah and she comes up to us and she's like you weren't wearing your mask back there <gasps> immediately I go into gilly American mode and I'm like officer I want to start by saying I really respect your job I know that <laughs> I was oh, like you I was like I know that you have a really hard time during corona and I really respect your work but I just want to tell you like my mask was just under my nose I was just taking a breath I wear my mask all day oh my gosh but then y'all took took his turn and started screaming at her who do you think you are we're outside our masks are on you can't yeah, yeah, prove yeah. me wrong i and would be what like happened? What? i got a ticket and they all didn't yeah i got I would be like a AL. 500 shekel ticket and they all didn't yeah. and you know what's so crazy and then i went to appeal it because i was like this is not fair well you know what the thing is that because they all asserted his authority over her and like stuck up for himself she, she realized she can't sucker him into it she realized she exactly. could with you yeah and and i was so pissed and then i apparently you can appeal it and last year I had like a really bad case of pneumonia that left me with some a little bit like I don't know oh, out of breath yeah. so I was like you know what I'm gonna appeal it I'm gonna show them that I was recovering from pneumonia not too long ago and I just needed a breath mm-hmm. I sent all my document my pneumonia whatever they didn't tell me it was denied I was never notified it was denied so I just kept getting debt on this ticket and the ticket turned into like an 800 shekel ticket that oh I had god. to pay oh my gosh that's horrible so that's I'm so impressed by your savageness oh, by running you. away I stood well, there we did more <laughs> savage things during COVID time Okay, before we wrap this little thing up, okay? Yes. This has been fun. Honestly, we have a huge list of stuff we haven't gotten to. We have a huge We've been list. talking for an hour, <laughs> so we need to wrap this up. But something I want to talk about are the shoes in Israel, okay? And oh, yes, I, we have a lot to yeah, say. Yeah, a lot here. to say. What I'm talking about are Blundstones and Redbacks and Tevanot. And Shorish. What's Shorish? They're like... Oh, those Israeli shoes? Those like water shoes? Yes. Oh, yeah. Interesting. I'm actually wearing a pair of Blundstones right now. Which to the camera if you're watching the YouTube video yeah my beautiful blundstones so these are like the national shoe of Israel even though they are from Tanzania Australia Australia. yeah but these are the national shoe of Israel if you don't have a pair you are not Israeli but I feel like Israelis some Israelis hate them and some Israelis love them really like when we're on vacation Bar identifies Israelis by by, blundstones Ayal and I were in Budapest we're like oh there's some blundstones there are some Israelis did Ayal say that yeah yeah that Bar was doing that too we were in Amsterdam he's like yep that group's they're Israelis Israelis. and I was like how do you it's no. like a shoe identifier. It's like it, it connects us all when we're abroad. Yeah, yeah, Because like no one else is wearing it. Austra- I have a friend that's from that town in Australia and she's like, we only wear them in the farm yeah, to, yeah, act, yeah. to do the agriculture. Yeah, Israelis <laughs> wear them everywhere to I the I wonder office. where it started. Like did one guy go there and was like, guys, these are the national shoe now. I think that's how everything starts in Israel. <laughs> it's like, spread. Yeah, yeah. That guy with the chaser, he's going over here giving yeah, them the lingo yeah. and someone goes <laughs> to Australia and says, we need bloodstones in I Israel. I don't get it. Like it has literally become the shoe of the nation. It is the shoe of the nation and honestly do you think al okay i've asked this to the bar al doesn't wear blundstones and he hates them what yes yeah, so he's told me he will never wear blundstones even though i find blundstones so attractive yeah i wear oh, i yeah, wear them only on hiking on an israeli guy woof Woof. 
calm that, me down that is like blundstones on israeli man is like so the attractive. most attractive thing to yeah, me. yeah yeah me too i think it might be an allah thing i don't yeah. know if israeli <laughs> it is an it's like kibbutz nakim wear them i also have to say my first day at my high-tech job and i would see these guys wearing these like israeli sandal type birkenstocks yeah. and their gross toes were showing i'm like just really wish that like we had a closed toe policy in yeah, high tech. Yeah, yeah. Really? Cause like when I was at my high tech job, I would look on the floor and just look at what people were wearing. Like instead of looking at their face, I'd just look at their <laughs> feet and it was Blundstone town. Oh my like, God. Really? No one had like sandals. I've on. never seen someone wear Blundstones at my high tech job. Really? Oh my gosh. Every single day. Really? Blundstones. Yeah. Even my CEO was wearing Blundstones. Oh my God. But something I want to say about Blundstones, I want to ask you, okay. Barr has answered this question for me. If you're abroad and you see someone wearing blundstones do you feel confident enough that they're israeli to start a conversation in hebrew with them am i allowed to look at other parts of their outfit yes yes really? i can tell what would you what what would help a magan david or something no, I, can, <laughs> I, can, I can tell because they tend to wear like i know their sweatshirts like it's very hoodies or fox home or castro oh, okay their leggings their hair a lot of times the girls like israeli girls will wear their hair i call it the shmata when they like just take their hair and put a clip on it uh -huh. like from their face i can just tell they're israeli oh, i'm really good at okay that. i'm really bad at identifying really? israelis yeah bar will be like they're israeli i'm like how do you know no. yeah <laughs> i can tell them like a mile away wow it's amazing i love that's playing a that game that's a it's talent. so fun really also i grew up in a town that would have you know at the mall they would sell you that like those dead sea products yeah and all those israelis yeah like even before i would know that it was the dead sea stand i can just tell by their body language and their face that they were israeli can i just say can we end <laughs> this on a really funny note okay my boyfriend and his friend from the army they did a really long trip after the army together and they went to hawaii into waikiki and they were doing that they were selling it's a very popular thing for israelis to do sell the creams yeah. or the hair straighteners he was selling face creams for one not dead sea products just for like a i don't know cosmetic some company. yeah cosmetic company this is bar's friend not bar he was working at this one cosmetic store and i laugh every time i hear this story one time he he wasn't getting any sales and he was being honest about the products and he decided that he needed to be dishonest in order to get sales so so some woman came up to him and he, he's like, he, she didn't come up to him. He approached her and he's like, um, come try our products. So let me give you some free samples. Come into our store. And she's like, no, he's like, look at me, look at me right now. And she's like, what? And he's like, guess my age. He was 23. Okay. He's like, guess my age. She's like, I don't know, like 24 or 25. He's like, I'm 40. Oh my God. <laughs> it's the creams. It's the, the creams. You gotta creams. get these creams. <laughs> and then she bought them. She she's proceeded like, to buy four like, boxes. Yeah, like, You're 40? He's like, yeah. She's like, oh my God. Like, what are you using? And he's like, come, I'll show you. Oh, this is just like That's sums typical. it up. So sums, sums it up. the whole thing okay? up. Just yeah. like the real estate agent. Just like the taxi driver. Sums it all okay. up for us. <laughs> Never believe anything an Israeli salesperson tells you at the mall. That's true. On that note, Gilly, I think we've hit the big talking points on culture shocks in israel yeah for sure we do have a lot left on our list a lot a lot so actually if you guys are interested to hear more of our culture shocks we could potentially do a second episode part two yeah, yeah in and the future tell us, yeah tell us your culture shocks we'd love to talk about things that you found were interesting about israel after moving here or visiting or whatever and we also love hearing when israelis clarify things for us oh like, yeah love that if you're israeli and you have the answers please enlighten tell us, us. enlighten yeah. us we're we're learning from the comment we sections on our youtube i learned so much oh yeah from some last girl episode. explained why people crush the glass yes. at the wedding. I also learned that people stand in line early to hug the bride and groom so they get food oh, first. Yeah. That gonna, was a new thing to me. And I appreciated that. So you know what? Please keep the comments coming and don't forget to check out our Instagram. We have some fun memes yeah. and we always drop like pictures of things we reference in the, pod in the podcast. At Gilly and Marissa Pod. Links are in the description for our Instagram. Make sure to check it out. We post funny memes on there too. Almost daily. Actually daily. Yes, daily. Y'all on that note, we'll see you next time. Let's go. Bye-bye everyone. Thanks for yeah. listening. Yeah, bye-bye.